Welcome to Zikhu Daf Siman Ram Goldhar and to him Zekas Ksubis Daf Einzain, the final Daf in the seventh parak Hamadir. The Zikhu Mesekas Ksubis program has been generously sponsored as a schus for Hakazakas Atoyah. So the three topics are going to focus on number one. The second mission that Daf states, the Ilshakofino Solahosi, and these are the men whom we forced to divorce their wives. Ukhishkin Ubalfalifos, a man smitten with boils, a man who has polipos, which is either a bad odor from the nose or bad breath, and the following men, Hamakamet, Hamatsarf, Nachoshas, Bahabursi, a gatherer of excrement, a refiner of copper, and a tanner. Well, she explains that these are repulsive professions and she's not able to bear the odor. This is true whether the defects were there before they married or they developed after they married. Rebmer said concerning all of them, even he had stipulated with her that she would marry him despite the defect, she can say later, I thought I would be able to tolerate it, but now I see that I cannot. Chamim say, if he made a stipulation with her, she must tolerate the defect against her will, except for a mukhoshkin, because by having relations with him, she causes his flesh to fall apart. Pointing to his time embrace, Rabbi Yossi said, As Zakin Vimishayim told me that there are 24 kinds of Mukheshkin, and concerning all of them, the Chami said that marital relations are harmful for them, and for those afflicted with Ra'asan, marital relations are more harmful than the others. Or she explains that Ra'asan is a parasite that lives in the space between the inside of the skull and the membrane of the brain. The Gemara explains that if a man and woman had blood let, and then they had relations, they will have children that are Bali Ra'asan. Papa qualified this and said that this is only if they did not eat after they had bloodlet. The person afflicted with it will have teary eyes, a runny nose, spittle from his mouth, and flies swarm around him. After the government mentions Amorai, who took precautions from getting too close to those with Raza, and it brings Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, who stuck close to them and was involved in Torah learning. He said the Pasuk calls Torah, a beloved hind, and she effuses charm. If the Torah bestows charm, Upon those who study it, will not protect them from disease as well. The Mepharshim explained that if Torah imparts charm to one who currently does not have it, it will certainly protect those that already do have it. And pointing with the Gemara, that when the time for Yeshua ben Levi to die arrived, the Malchim Mavis was told, Zil Avid go and do for him as he wishes. Yeshua ben Levi requested that he be shown his place in Gan Eden, and that the Malch give him his knife so no harm would come to him. When Rabbi Yeshua was lifted above the wall to be shown his place, he leaped over and fell to the other side, but the Malch held onto his cloak. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi swore that he would not return. Akash Baruch who told the Malk that if Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi had ever taken an oath and then had it annulled, he must return, but if not, he could stay. Since he had never had an oath annulled, he was able to stay. Akash Baruch who told him to give the knife back to the Malk since he needs it to take the lives of others. The Gemara continues with an exchange that Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi had with Rabbi Yeshua ben Yechai, who was sitting on 13 chairs of fine gold. So once again, the three points are number one. The second mission that Daf states, Be'el Shekofi no Solahosi, and these are the men whom we forced to divorce their wives. Muchashchin, Ubali Polipos, a man smitten with boils, a man who's Polipos, which is either a bad odor from the nose or bad breath, and the following men. Hamakamets, Hamatsarf, Nechoshes, Bahabursi, a gatherer of excrement, a refiner of copper, and a tanner. Well, she explains that these are repulsive professions and she's not able to bear the odor. This is true whether the defects were there before they married or they developed after they married. But Mary said concerning all of them, even he had stipulated with her that she would marry him despite the defect, she can say later, I thought I would be able to tolerate it, but now I see that I cannot. Chamim say, if he made a stipulation with her, she must tolerate the defect against her will, except for a mukhoshkin, because by having relations with him, she causes his flesh to fall apart. Pointing to his time embrace, Rabbi Yossi said, As Zakin Vimishayim told me that there are 24 kinds of mukhoshkin, and concerning all of them, the Chamim said that marital relations are harmful for them, and for those afflicted with Ra'asan, 
marital relations are more harmful than the others. Rashi explains that rasin is a parasite that lives in the space between the inside of the skull and the membrane of the brain. The Gemara explains that if a man and woman had blood let, and then they had relations, they will have children that are bali rasa. A papa qualified this and said that this is only if they did not eat after they had blood let. The person afflicted with it will have teary eyes, a running nose, spittle from his mouth, and flies swarm around him. After the Gemara mentions Amorai, who took precautions from getting too close to those with Rasa, and it brings Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, who stuck close to them and was involved in Torah learning. He said the Pasuk calls Torah, a beloved hind, and she effuses charm. If the Torah bestows charm upon those who study it, will it not protect them from disease as well? The Mepharshim explained that if Torah imparts charm to one who currently does not have it, it will certainly protect those that already do have it. And pointing with the Gemara writes that when the time for Yeshua ben Levi to die arrived, the Malchim Mavis was told, Zila Avid go and do for him as he wishes. Yeshua ben Levi requested that he be shown his place in Gan Eden, and that the Malch give him his knife so no harm would come to him. When Rabbi Yeshua was lifted above the wall to be shown his place, he leaped over and fell to the other side, but the Malch held onto his cloak. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi swore that he would not return. Akash Baruch who told the Malch that if Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi had ever taken an oath, and then had it annulled, he must return, but if not, he could stay. Since he had never had an oath annulled, he was able to stay. Because Baruch told him to give the knife back to the Malk, since he needs it to take the lives of others. The Gemara continues with an exchange of Rabbi Yishub and Levi had with Rabbi Yishubar who was sitting on 13 chairs of fine gold. All right, so now we go to Simon Dafa Ein Zayn, and understand Simon as a goat. A goat, so here goes. The dejected tanner carrying his smelly goat hides, who was just divorced by his wife met up with his Mukhashkin friend suffering from Rasan, who was learning with a rabbi, who then jumped over a fence into a beautiful garden that looked like Gan Eden, never to be seen again. Once again, slow motion. The dejected tanner carrying his smell like goat hides. Goat? That must be warm duff. Ein Zion. The dejected tanner carrying his smell like goat hides, who was just divorced by his wife, which reminds Romer said, concerning all the repulsive men, such as a tanner and a gather of excrement that a woman may divorce, Afopisha Hisnima, even he had stipulated with her that she would marry him despite his defects, she can say later, I thought I'd be able to tolerate, but now that I see I can't. But the Chavim say, if he made a stipulation with her, she must tolerate the defect against her will, except for Mukhashkin, because by having relations with him, she causes his flesh to fall apart. So the dejected tanner carrying his smell like goat hides, who was just divorced by his wife, met up with his Mukhashkin friend suffering from Rasan, who was learning with a rabbi, which reminds Rabbi Yossi said, a Zakrim from Yushayim told me that there are 24 kinds of Mukhashkin, and considering all of them, he said that marital relations are harmful for them, Ubali Rasan, Kashmakun, and those afflicted with Rasan, marital relations are more harmful than the others. After the war mentions Amarim, who took precautions from getting too close to those with Rasan, it brings Rabbi Shubin Levi, who stuck close to them, and was involved in Torah learning, as he learned that the Torah will certainly protect those that already have it. So, the dejected tanner carrying a smell like goat hides, who was just divorced by his wife, met up with his Mukhashkin friend suffering from Rasan, who was learning with a rabbi, who then jumped over a fence into a beautiful garden that looked at Gan Eden, never to be seen again, which reminds us of the story of Rabbi Shubin Levi and the Malchamavis and Rabbi Shubin Levi's leaping into Gan Eden. So, once again, the dejected tanner carrying a smell like goat hides, who was just divorced by his wife, met up with his Mukhashkin friend suffering from Rasan, who was learning with a rabbi, who then jumped over a fence into a beautiful garden that looked like Gan Eden, never to be seen again. All right, now time for four blabach hazara. Dafain Gimel. So the similar Dafain Gimel is a giant ostrich egg. So here goes. The ostrich farmer who was Makadish a woman with a giant ostrich egg. Giant ostrich egg? That must be run Daf Ein Gimel. The ostrich farmer who was Makadish a woman with a giant ostrich egg with a tanai she had no nadarim. 
written on it, which reminds us, it was stated, Kitcha al-Tanai, one is Makadish a woman with a Tanai, but married her without a Tanai. Rav says, Tzricha men a get, the marriage is valid, and she therefore requires a get, but Shmuel says, Ain't Tzricha men a get, the marriage is not valid, and therefore does not require a get. Abai said, Rav's reason is, that a man does not let his Bia be considered a Bia of Znus. Rav explains that if he had waived his earlier Tanai, then not only would the marriage be valid, but she would also be entitled to her Ksuba. So the ostrich farmer was Makadish a woman with a giant ostrich egg with a tanai. She had no nandarim, written on it, and then took the egg back when he divorced her after Arison and married her again without the egg. Which reminds us, Abai revises a statement made by Rabba to say, The Malchokes between Rabba and Shmuel is regarding an error involving one woman that is like an error involving two women. Rush explains that the cases where one was Makadish a woman with a tanai that she does not have any nadarim, and then divorced her during Arison, he then took her back and married her without any tanai, and then it was discovered that she had nadarim. So the ostrich farmer was Makadish a woman with a giant ostrich egg, with a tanai she had no nadarim, written on it, and then took the egg back when he divorced her after Arison and married her again without the egg. Could not tell from his father's silence if that meant he consented to the condition, which reminds us, Abai challenged Rabba from a rice of the tart, if a man said to a woman, Harni Balech, Amanashi Yirza Abba, behold, I am having relations with you, as condition on condition that my father consent, even when it turns out that the father did not consent, she is Mekudeshes. The Gemara says that the Tanakhama holds that the man really meant Amanas Sheyishtoka of, on condition that the father will remain silent and not object, and the father remains silent. Therefore, the condition is valid. Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda holds that he really means Amanas Sheyomer Abahen, on condition that the father will say yes, and the father did not say yes. Therefore, the condition is invalid. Dafein Dalit, so the symbol Dafein Dalit is an aid, a witness. So here goes. The confused aiding, aiding, that must mean Dafein Dalit, aid. The confused aiding to the Chalitza Mutes, where the Yavim was told the Yavama would pay him tuna zuz, but didn't, which reminds us, a Chalitza Mutes is kosha omer lachotzla amanashititin lacham matayim zuz, wherever the Yavim was told, perform a Chalitza in order that the Yavama gives you tuna zuz. Rav Achabrein Rav Ika said, why is the Chalitza valid? It's because the Avid Maisa al-Khuli achli tanai. Since he performed an act without reiterating the Tanai, it must mean he was mocha on the Tanai. Here too, where he was Makadash al-Tanai, but had beer without reiterating the Tanai, he must have been mocha on the Tanai. So the confused aid into the Chalitza Mutes, where the Yavim was told the Yavama would pay him 200 zuz, but didn't, were taught the Parsha B'nai Gad and B'nai Ruvain to understand why the Tanai was invalid, which reminds us, Ravacha explained why the Chalitza case is different. Since all Tanai are learned from the Tanai that motion made with B'nai Gad and B'nai Ruvain, a Tanai must resemble that original Tanai and be able to be carried out by a Shaliach, just like Moshe made Yehoshua his Shaliach. Tanai the Lev Shalakayumi Adei Shaliach Lohavi Tanai. Tanai that cannot be carried out by a Shaliach is not a valid Tanai, and a Chalitz cannot be done by a Shaliach. Therefore, no Tanai can be attached to it. So, the confused aiding to the Chalitz of Mutes, where the Yavim was told the Yavama would pay him 200 Zuz, but didn't, were taught the parchment they got him in a room to understand why the Tanai was invalid. By a doctor and a Chacham called in as backup to try to help a woman with a physical defect. And a vow. Which reminds us, it was taught in a bright regarding a case where the husband was Makadish a woman on condition that she had no vows or physical defects. If she went to a Chacham and he was Matir the Neder, she's Mekudeshes. If she went to a doctor who healed her, she's not Mekudeshes. What's the difference? Chacham okras and Neder mikaro varofa enumarape el mikanu haba. A Chacham uproots the Neder retroactively from its very inception, while a doctor cures the defect only moving forward. Daf Ein Hei. So the similar Daf Ein Hei is an Amharts. So here goes. 
It was a match made in heaven, the short as an ant. Ama arts. Ama arts? That must be more dove. Ein hey. It was a match made in heaven, the short as an ant. Ama arts. Who combed wool as a profession. Which reminds us, the Gemara teaches that one prefer to be married than being alone, even if it means marrying someone who's exceptionally short or has a repulsive profession like combing wool. So it was a match made in heaven when the short as an ant ama arts, who combed wool as a profession, met the sweaty woman with the mole who had bad breath, which reminds us, the Mishnah had said, that disqualified Kohanim from their avodah are considered blemishes for a marriage when the husband was Makadisha with it tonight that there be no blemishes. They added the following defects for marriage, which are not defects for Kohanim, perspiration, a mole, and bad breath. So it was a match made in heaven when the short as an ant Amaaretz, who combed wool as a profession, met the sweaty woman with the mole who had bad breath, and somehow he didn't notice her blemishes until she was already in his house, which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, If physical blemishes were found in her after her erison, but while she was still in her father's house, the father must bring proof that they came to her after erison, so that it's the husband's field that was flooded, so to speak. If she entered the rishus of her husband before they were found, the husband must bring proof that they were there before, and his acquisition was an acquisition made in error. Malaza says the ratio reflects the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua and the same for the opinion of Rabbi Gamliel. Dafine Vav. So the similar Dafine Vav is an IV tube or bag. So here goes. The newly married nurse with the IV bag. IV bag? That must be more in Dafine Vav. The newly married nurse with the IV bag who just told her husband who discovered her womb, Manali Biyadcha, which reminds us Ravashi interpreted the Mishnah Daf Ein Hamanov to be the ratio where she's still in her father's house is equivalent to someone saying, Manali Biyadcha, you owe my father a mana. Since the girl is only Makudeshes, and if she were to get divorced, the Ksuba would go to her father, as she's still a minor, the claimant against her husband is her father. Therefore, the Chazaka of her body cannot be used to support his claim. And the safer where the defect is discovered after she's married is equivalent to someone saying, you owe mana, since in that case the ksuba is paid to her. Therefore, her chazaka supports her claim for the ksuba. So the newly married nurse with the ivy bag who just told her husband who discovered her womb, ignored the pleas of a donkey owner to hook it up to his dead donkey so he could try to keep a newly acquired cow. Which reminds the review said in the name of Shmuel, if someone exchanges a cow for a donkey, and the original owner of the donkey pulled the cow to affect the Kenyan, but the owner of the cow did not have a chance to pull the donkey before the donkey died, as it was in a different location at the time, and he now claims that the donkey died before the cow was pulled, so that the Kenyan never took effect. It's on the owner of the donkey to bring proof that his donkey was still alive at the time the cow was pulled. If he could not prove it, he must return the cow to its original owner. So, the newly married nurse with the ivy bag who just told her husband who discovered her womb, Manali Biyadcha, ignored the pleas of a donkey owner to hook it up to his dead donkey so he could try to keep a newly acquired cow, and brought it instead to the young woman who had an epileptic seizure. Which reminds us, the Mishnah had stated that the Chamin said that the rulings were stated by Mumin Shabbat with regards to defects in unexposed parts of the body. Rav Nachman said, An epilepsy where seizures cause the woman to fall to the ground is like defects in unexposed parts of the body. And the Mora clarifies that this is only when the condition has a fixed time so the woman can conceal it by not going out. But if the time is not fixed, it's like a defect in an exposed part of her body since her condition is probably known. Alright, now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number 1. Which step do you learn that a defect for a woman includes perspiration, a mole, or bad breath? That's on Duff. Ein hey. Good. Number two. Which step do you wear in a woman is over Das Yehudas if she wears a kalasa, a head basket? That's on Duff. 
iron base. Good, number three. Which definitely learned that epileptic seizures that come at set times are considered a mumshabasaser, a concealed moon. That's on Dav. Ein Vav. Good number four. Which have you learned about the disease of Rasan and how Rabbi Yeshub and Levi would learn near people afflicted with it? That's on Dav. Ein Zayin. Good number five. Which have you learned that women prefer to be married than single, even if it means marrying someone who's short as an hand or combs wool as a profession? That's on Dav. Ein Hey. Good number six. Which have you learned about the mice of Rabbi Yeshub and Levi and the Malchamavis and being taken to Gan Eden? That's on Dav. Ein Zayin. Good number seven. Which step learn the difference between when a woman goes to be matra another from a chacham versus going to a doctor to heal a defect? That's on Duff. Ein Dal. Good number eight. Which step do we discuss doing a kinyan chalitim with a cow and a donkey? And after Mashiach was done on the cow, it was discovered that the donkey had died. That's on Duff. Ein Vav. Good number nine. Which step do we learn if the wife's women are discovered in her husband's house, she can say, Manili biyadcha, that's on Dav. Ein Vav. Good, number 10. Which stuff do we learn about men that a wife might find repulsive and that she's permitted to divorce, such as a tanner, that's on Dav. Ein Zayin. Excellent, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichu, wishing you a great day and great learning.